0: Welcome back everybody to the gray space And we got another good one for you Yes,
1: yes, yes
0: Make sure you subscribe
1: to become part of the tribe Do us right, hit that like, and comment If you're rocking with the content Now, after uh, some long travels Mm
2: -hmm. (laughs) uh,
1: We were able to get a very, very special guest in the building Uh, And as we always say He's the most
0: recent. So he's the most special. So he's the most special, for <laughs> sure. Uh,
1: our guest today uh, has been broadcasting professionally since 2005, uh, which is which is kind of crazy for me to think about, because that's when I graduated. Mm. Uh, from Power 92, Power 98, 101 FM, The Beat, Mega 104.3, and so much more. Now the creator and the voice of Civic Cipher, which is syndicated nationally mm-hmm. on your favorite radio stations. Yeah. Brand ambassador, worldwide DJ, business owner, philanthropist, and the list keeps going on
3: and on. <laughs> He's your favorite host,
1: favorite host. We got Ramses John in the building. What's up, Ramses? That
3: is such a kind intro. Thank you so much. Hey, man, man. you got it. <laughs> That is very good. You got it Thanks for coming through man to be. Uh, Yeah
0: Thanks for coming to SoCal AZ Yeah that SoCal is.
1: Arizona Is what we call it You know what I mean I you, see why Hopping to skip You right in LA You know what I'm saying
0: <laughs> You might as well Just keep going man You're yeah, almost yeah. there Right right. You know what I'm saying
1: So uh I'm gonna jump right into it man We're gonna get right into it Let's do it I wanna talk about The early days man Uh I always like to get into People's origin stories Um yeah. I'm a big Marvel DC comic fan And uh as you see from the artwork behind you. Oh, yeah. Um, and I like to get into the origin story. So tell us how you got into music, DJing, radio, all of it. Tell us kind of the beginning, how sure, you got into sure. it.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So um, it started probably high school. So there's there was a coalescence of a lot of different things, in, in my story at least. Okay. Um, there's uh, my best friend and you know, uh, like lifelong traveling companion. Okay. Uh, his name is Theo Geo. Okay. Yep, yep, Theo Geo. Yep. Yeah. So we went to high school together. Okay. And uh, we became like real tight, real early. Okay. So I'm talking like maybe 14 years old. Oh, wow. Um, And, you know, he's from New York, so he just kind of had like a, a New York walk, talk, yeah. etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he really thought, and was right but he was like yo I, I could really rap and uh, we started to always get him to rap at lunch and okay. all that sort of stuff yeah, right? yeah. and he would just like freestyle for us right so we loved that at the same time I have an older brother named Raka Iris Science of the Dilated Peoples okay mm-hmm. so uh, Dilated was doing uh, big things in LA They yeah. signed to Capitol Records sure. they and put out the platform which is their first album and they were touring that album okay um, and you know they they had kind of released some um, indie vinyl. I think they still have the record for the second best selling piece of independent vinyl ever. That's crazy. Wow. Um Dilated Peoples is underground hip hop yeah. of LA. Yeah. yeah. So um, they were an indie group, and then they signed to uh, to Capitol, mm-hmm. and so now they have like major label budgets and tour stuff or whatever. So now they started coming to Arizona, and you know I was out here. And my little sisters were out here and whatever, so um, it was really important that I took Geo to dilated shows because I was like, "Yo, my man got bars." Yeah, and of course my brothers got connections. Right. Uh, you know, a lot of folks, at least a lot of folks in Phoenix. Um, but I mean, I guess a lot of folks around the world now, especially um, that this past year. But uh, the name Bootleg Kev, he's he's been Shh, man. Favorite. Shout out to Bootleg Kev. Yeah, yeah, that's my guy. So he's uh I met Kevin when he was 3 years old. So all of the hip hop, you know, stuff that, you know, that people crazy, people to try to like take that away from Kevin, it, they don't recognize that 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 coding in his system is honest coding that yeah. comes from me, you know what I mean? I would, mm-hmm. that was my guy. His his mom didn't want him getting caught up in gangs and my mom went to church, so you know She was like, oh, you can play with him. Right. But she didn't want him playing with nobody else. Okay. she knew I was on the, you know. So we just grew up together. So when my brother started releasing his albums um, and touring, whenever they would have a tour stop in Phoenix, I would take D'Angelo, who was, I met D'Angelo when we were probably 13. Okay. Um, Eighth grade, I met D. And so D'Angelo, he was was a singer for those that follow radio in Phoenix at least, um, or Detroit because he's out there. But he, he does the midday show at Power 98 right now, um, okay. syndicated from Detroit. But anyway, uh, so these were all my friends that I loved. And then they got to know each other backstage at these dilated shows. Right, right. right. Um, and so, you know, it just be kind of came, we, we, we kind of came tight. And I realized, okay, Kevin, he wants to be a DJ when he gets older. Mm-hmm. Um, Gio wants to be a rapper, of course. Mm-hmm. And D'Angelo is a singer, right? So my brain is telling me, dang, the only thing is missing is we don't have no music, we don't have no producers, we don't mm-hmm. have nobody to mm-hmm. put it together, we don't have no managers, with. right? So everything that they weren't, I thought, you know, I was a kid, so I was thinking like, I'm gonna do all that, yeah, because mm-hmm. I got some yeah. connections, you know, oh, in Arizona, yeah. nobody really <laughs> has connections, right, right, like, yeah. If I can at least knock on one door in L.A., my networking will get me through the rest of the mm-hmm. doors, right? So, um, I started trying to like learn the business, and then I learned studio recording which later helped me when it came time to do radio stuff. And I learned, um, how to play a couple of instruments, little keys, how to get around in a, in a music production studio. Okay. And then, um, I would take like student loan money and buy like, uh, equipment from the yeah. center. Yeah. For sure. I thought I, in my brain, I was like, okay, we're going to, I'm going to make these beats. Deangelo's going to sing the hooks. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Gio's gonna rap on them, and right. then when we go on tour, Kevin's gonna be the DJ. Kel, right, you know, right, 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 <laughs> I'm gonna be the manager, you know. Hey, so so, hey, so we had hey like the plan sounded great, yeah, yeah, you know? <laughs> And the, and the, you know the beautiful thing—not to fast forward too far—but the beautiful thing about that story is that the people that I loved the most as a child, um, not only did they all grow up and thrive and flourish, you know, Nobody sure. really got left behind that belonged in the story, um, but really we all got to do the same thing because we're all professional broadcasters, yeah. you know? Um, and that's just what we do now. So anyway, um, back to the story. Mm-hmm. Um, not to be too long-winded, but no, make good. sure I give you the details. Yeah, uh, we, we want the story, bro. Okay, cool, cool. So, yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, I would be backstage at my brother's shows. Um, I ended up meeting a dude named Matlocks, uh, who I love. That's that's my guy. We Shout-out all love Matlocks. No. Yeah, Matt shout Locks. out to Matlocks, <laughs> man. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah okay, we love so him, That is. Matt is... Matt is, uh, he's a lot of people's OG, but Matt knows he's like my OG. Matt still can tell me, go wash my car. and uh, Go wash it. Right, <laughs> right. I'll never be too big. Yeah. You know I mean? Yeah. There's always those people in our life for yeah, sure. Yeah, that's my guy, man. I love Matt. So, um, so yeah, I ended up meeting Matt, uh, and then we ended up having a conversation at a, cause Matt's a big dilated fan, mm-hmm. big dilated fan. So, um, I ended up meeting him at a movie theater and he mentioned to me, he's like, Hey man, um. Why don't you apply for the internship program at the radio station? Uh, you know, maybe there's something there, you know, whatever. And I was like, dope, man. I, I, I never even thought it. I was going to go to school to, um, I was at the, it's called the W.P. Carey School of Business, okay. in Arizona State. Yeah. So I was going to business school and then I was going to go to law school. So I was going to go into corporate law. Wow. Um, yeah, I, I was able to take test well. So. I'm glad I didn't do that. Right, a right. More fun life now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> that's such a boring thing. But you know, at the time I was thinking money. I didn't yeah. really understand mm. the purpose of life, and then you know, I had children, and and, and really was able to kind of experience the richness um, as my path unfolded in yeah. front of me. So I'm very glad I didn't do that. But at the time I was thinking that. So when he, when Matt put that thought in my head that it was possible, I was like, you mean that's re-? you know people like kids? I think that. At least for practical people, I think I kind of grew up with just kind of a r- more pragmatic appreciation for life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, so, yeah, so when it comes to. Oh, you can be an astronaut, you can play in the NBA, you know, all those things sound just fantastic. Sound not, great. Yeah, they sound great, but right. it's not like really real. You have to think of something. What can you do? Right. Exactly. Now, everybody says you can do anything, but no, really, what can you do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when Matt said that to me, I'm like, you mean I could go to the radio station? I was like, oh my God. But at the time, I was still in school, so I had a conversation with Gio, and Gio, uh, he had moved to New York for a little bit and moved back. Okay. And, uh, so I mentioned it to him and he was like, "Bet." and he applied and got, you know, hired and, and at the radio station, I couldn't do it just yet. So he was there for about a full calendar year. So that might've been my, you know, sophomore year, junior year in college, something like that. Okay. Anyway, um, after he'd been there for that whole time, then I was, I didn't have that school schedule. So then I applied and I met a dude named Squeak Boogie. Squeak, uh, is a music producer guy too but yeah 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 he's also the uh the morning he does the morning show at one of the audacity stations i think um not camel but what's the other station they have shoot cool fm okay yeah 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 yeah, i didn't remember station. i love you squeak i love you so much (laughs) anyway so squeaker the beat freaker uh coming (laughs) through your speaker yeah (laughs) yeah squeak uh he kind of took a liking to me because we you know, we both kind of made beats. I had learned from a dude named Jamie Weddle when, and at uh, junior college, I went to a uh, school called Phoenix college. Okay. I learned, uh, Jamie taught me how to do studio production. And then I just kind of learned on my own from a dude named Marlon price and some other folks, um, how to like work the keys and sequence a beat. And okay. Shout out to Mustafa. Shout out um, to Mustafa,
1: man. For uh, sure. Beats.
3: Anyway, so these guys, you know, kind of got me together, made sure that I could, and shout out to, uh, uh, gigolo and shout out to Perry too, Um, and shout out to shoot. I'm gonna miss all of y'all. I I don't mean to miss y'all, but you know who you are and you know I love you so. Anyway, I gotta tell the story. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, I kind of learned all this stuff. I mean, Squeak, Squeak's like, yo, man, let's let's link up, let's do something. And then uh, so I would rock with Squeak as an intern. I would hang out with him and we just work on the music stuff. And then at the daytime. Uh, Mad Rich was really important to me, kind of getting started. Mm, Mad Rich, mm-hmm, Mike, mm-hmm. Um, and then of course like the higher ups, Bruce St. James, and you know everyone else. But uh, Matt, Mad, Mad Rich was like, Yo, this dude, he really works when he goes out on the street. Geo had already been hired, so he worked for Power. I was an intern, right? So Rich took a liking to me on that side. Squeak took a liking to me on the like production on air side. Okay. So okay, Squeak would let me voice his commercials. Okay. Um, so you know, you get them scripts I'm like, "Welcome to E Telecare." Yeah, 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 yeah we, we, right. we, we've done it. <laughs> yeah. We've done a couple. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, E Telecare, we can you know, <laughs> <stuff> <laughs> right. eight dollars an hour, right. Right. <laughs> right? So, Squeak would have me reading those scripts. Yeah, man, uh, he would have me reading yeah. the scripts, and you know, I would edit them down, and then uh, <laughs> I jump in the in the power the power vans or the power trucks with Mad Rich, and we would just drive around, do flavor units, and mm-hmm. you know, uh, do all kind of the other stuff we shouldn't have been doing. Mm, right he ain't gonna put his business out yeah, there. But yeah, yeah, I was yeah. way out of pocket sometimes. Okay. But uh anyway, man, we had a we had a good time and, and Rich just kinda saw my work ethic and he was like, you know, I really want to make sure that you um we get you hired and there was a dude named Dion McBean who was able to see it too. He was like kind of in charge of the internship program and of course Matlocks kinda had knew me, so he Right when the time came I got hired. Um one semester after I got onto the program, remember Geo worked there. Right. The a year after Geo worked there, I got hired as an intern. um The next semester, Bootleg, Kev, and d'angelo came in as interns too. Mm. Dope. But then I, because we were all rooting for our, these are our guys, right? Been rocking it's the home team. backstage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sh- right. you know, it's it's home yeah. Team. So we all had a plan mm-hmm. for sure. Anyway, um, they'll all say that I'm like kind of their biggest cheerleader because I kind of am. I love those dudes, but. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we got we got in there and uh, then they ended up hiring me right before they flipped to 98.3. So I had worked there, but then I got formally hired and got a paycheck. Okay. And then they uh, took me off the promotions team and they put me on to um, doing the production like mm-hmm. what Squeak did. And then they moved Squeak to Imaging. Imaging is like a commercial, but for the radio station. So it sounds like bigger and better produced. Okay. So like, mm-hmm. <laughs> The concert of the century. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus the e telecare stuff, right? Right, mm-hmm. right. So We moved yeah, right. Into that arena and I was like voicing the, you know, <laughs> constipation pills and yeah, commercials, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah. So I was doing that, yeah, and uh, yeah. So we rocked that out for a little bit, and and the good thing was, Matlocks once again was, um, that was kind of the the, the crew that I felt most drawn to because you know remember. Um, I kinda grew up with that underground appreciation. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I like all hip hop music, but that appreciation for like underground real mm-hmm. keep it real music that mm-hmm. really meant something. Um, and Matt did a show called Friday Night Flavors. Yep. And so uh Matt would let me come up on flavors and one day I asked him, I was like, Hey dog, you think I could do a feature on flavors? He's like, What you got in mind? I was like, I'll call it live on stage. So if for those that don't listen to Dilated Peoples, they have a song called Live on Stage. So mm-hmm. in my mind it was like I can give my brother, a, a spin mm-hmm. every week in Phoenix, at least, you know. Right. And uh, also, I can like shout out some upcoming concerts and mm. I can pre record it because I was nervous at first. And um, it would give me some value, some way to say, yeah, I'm actually on the radio. Because people, that's the one thing people ask, like, do you actually talk on the radio? I'm like, yeah, I record commercials and Right, right. <laughs> right, right. I want to hear what you have to say. So yeah. that was my way of yeah. kind yeah. of coming out of that shell. And Matt Green lit it. He was like, yeah, man, absolutely, man, do your thing. So I'll record a little minute segment and shipped that off and then a little bit later Matt ended up getting hired away to it was called uh, 101.5 Jams they flipped the station so they took Matt away Mm -hmm. so then boom I'm in there with Squeak for like four weeks three weeks and then immediately they took Squeak away um, so, Squeak got hired away. But there were great opportunities for them. Right. But now, I have this show. So, I'm like, shoot, let me get Yaya Martinez. Uh-huh. Let me get as many people in this room. Let me get Mustafa. Of course, yep. let me get Bullet Kev because mm-hmm. he knows the music yep. um, even better than I do. Matt Rich, of course. All these people. So, we started doing uh, Friday Night Flavors ourselves. And... What, that, what was that? After that, became, it, it started to snowball into a full career. So, that's kind of the origin story of Ramses mm. on the radio. Okay.
1: Yeah. What was that feeling like when you know you go from things kind of being consistent and then now it's boom 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 all these moves are happening and now you're thrown into the fire so to speak um what was what was that feeling like for you were you were i mean obviously nervous but how long did it take you to really get used to it
3: um shoot still getting used to it okay man. okay but no you know what uh for anybody listening and anybody that is walking, not just this path, any path, um, I can look back at it now and say that it was the best thing for me. You okay. I mean? There was a lot of opportunities or a lot of instances in my, my journey where me getting kind of pushed out of the nest was the best thing for me because mm. my wings were strong enough, but I didn't know that because I had never had to use them before. Say that. Right? Yeah. So, Matt leaving, as I mentioned, I love Matt. I didn't want him to leave, but I recognize that's my guy. He needs to he, needs to go to do his thing. he yeah. used to grow, same as yeah. Squeak. You know, me and Squeak was like this. Yeah. You know, what I am saying we yeah. we We lived in the same place. We drove the same car. We, you know, what I am saying like that was my guy. Mm-hmm. And when he left, I was like, yo. And then of course, Kevin. I know Kevin since he was a baby, right? Literally a baby. So, you know, I was still surrounded by people that loved me, and, mm-hmm. and you know, I could do something with. It. But in terms of me believing in myself, it took me a long time before, um, I could really do it. And it wasn't until it wasn't even at at that point. I didn't really start believing in myself until probably we'll call it 20 2009 2010 oh wow yeah it took a while i mean i knew that i can do the job the mechanical part of mm-hmm. it if i do this then i do this and i do this and then it that's the and then the records or the ratings won't count against me because i did what i was told right but in terms of me stepping out and realizing like Wait a minute. My brain is good. Mm-hmm. My brain can come up with ideas, and I can say them out of my mouth, and then it comes into the real world. Right. And I have the power to do that. Wow. Yeah. That was a, a revelation that I didn't discover until um, years after after the whole Matlock's leaving and everything like that. So that was sort of the catalyst in leaving of me saying, "Okay, well, I I have to do it now. Right. Because I'll never get an opportunity mm-hmm. like this again. So I have to do it." But once it started to settle, and I started to see the manifestation of these, um, I'll tell a quick story. So yeah. I used to, uh, I had I had this crush on this girl. Yeah. A lot of stories start that way. Yeah. All the best success stories
1: start with some type of girl in there. Yeah, man. Some type so, of love interest.
3: Right, right. Yeah, so I used to have a thing for this girl, um, and uh, her name was Kim. Okay. And Kim was, she was like really drawn to like musical types, right? Okay. Musical type of people. That's just kind of where she. That's who she is as a person, right? Right. And I hadn't really tapped into that vein. I kind of knew it was there, but I hadn't really tapped into it. I had done like some writings, some poem, things like that. But yeah. in terms of finding the way to fully express it, it hadn't quite happened for me yet. Okay. And uh, long and the short of it is, I kind of fumbled the bag on 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 her or she fumbled it on me one of one the, right. the two but it didn't work out it didn't, didn't work come out. together and I remember thinking like that that was the reason right mm-hmm. so I always thought I need to become successful enough to where she will be able to see it because this, this, the Kim days were long before social media so it wasn't like you could put mm-hmm. it and hope someone will right. share it with mm-hmm. her I had to do something huge in order yeah. for it to la- land on her radar so I was like you know what um and this is there was a couple other women that I was into as well, but she was kind of a big one. So I was like, "Dang, you know." I had a conversation with Gio. Hey, man, you be you be Jay Z, I'll be Dame Dash. Make sure you put me on the cover of the Source with you. Yo, you know what I mean? That's uh, that's our plan, right? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I was like, "If you can do that for me, and I want one more thing, I want you to put me on a billboard." And Geo mm-hmm. Geo of course is like, Psh, "Say us dog," because I got I got Duh. you. Jill like knew I got him right. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, uh, l- years later, those things were kind of still in my brain. That's why I've been on the cover of so many magazines. Mm. Cause I would say it, whatever. And it wasn't like, if I don't think Kim will listen to this, but if it wasn't to like knock anybody or whatever, it just kind of, once I realized how to do it, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, rinse and repeat, do the same thing with the next, mm. magazine. rinse and repeat, right. with the next one. You know what right, I mean? And right. Then, uh, the truth is. It, it just kind of put a, a an idea in my head that was like, I need to be bigger than I am to matter, right? Got I'm you. not, for people that have never met me, I'm physically not a big person. I'm 5'8", I weigh 130 pounds, okay. you know, 40 pounds, something like that, I don't really weigh myself. But I mean, I feel like I look okay, and that's right, all it that really right. to <laughs> right, right. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so, um, but you know, it was one of those things about really making sure that I had That I mattered you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I had gone through some stuff some early stuff uh, just in brief you know my mom abandoned me and my sisters that's basically what happened I might have been maybe 16 17 something like that they were a lot younger than me so Mm -hmm. I ended up finding they were a big part of my my consciousness at the Mm -hmm. time worrying about are my sisters do they got training bras and right back to school right. clothes and right. everything they need you know my grandma had to move here to arizona to take care of them so i'm like working and giving her money and everything yeah, so grow up but anyway that that fundamentally it took me years to find find out this was true but it fundamentally changed how i viewed myself is like, like i didn't really think i was that lovable and so i a lot of times when i would be involved with a woman i would you know uh maybe equate the two mm, like maybe, sure. maybe mm-hmm. i'm not lovable for and sure so i have to make sure that i'm doing so much more right so You're billboards you know like the wildest thing you can mm-hmm. think of yeah yeah anyway years later um i ended up making sure that i was on a ton of billboards and a ton of magazines and all that sort of tv and everything yeah so, mm-hmm. um but yeah so it wasn't until i got that stride in probably oh 809 when i really started to lean into the idea that man this is like i'm because okay. you have real bad imposter syndrome. I didn't go to broadcast school. I didn't... No one taught me how to do nothing. Right, right. I just... Right, it wasn't the conventional way, yeah. Yeah, the truth is, all uh, joking, I'll admit it openly, because I, you know, shout out to credit where it's due, but um, I would just what, turn on the mics in the studio and try to sound like J times three. Mm. That was what yeah. I did. Mm. And and in the club, when I got a mic in the club, um, I... Turn the mic on, and I tried to sound like the O.G. Those are the people that I mm. I thought sounded good mm-hmm. in those environments. Mm-hmm. Um, and years later, I learned a lot from Freshmaker too. Um, I don't really like people on mics and clubs because they all suck. Okay. <laughs> Except Freshmaker and Geo. Those. I, and shout <laughs> out Luciano. I like him too. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And there's, so, there's, a, there's a couple. I'm just being. I'm yeah. Being <laughs> mean, well, what? Is, what? What? What is it? Why? 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 Are you... Um. I just feel like. I, I, I maybe I'm, I'm just being funny, but I, I know how I think well, stuff should sound. Okay. I know how I feel like I like some people get on the mic because they want to be the man. Right? Mm, and one thing true, to be man. fair is I hope this doesn't sound as and how it's going to sound. You know, I'm, I, I hope it doesn't. I'm sorry if it does. But I kind of been the man for a really long time, mm-hmm. so I don't need to be the man in front of. Four hundred people. I've right. been, I've been the man around the earth. You yeah. know what I mean? Right. Yeah, right. Uh, so are well, you just stating facts? Yeah, right. <laughs> but I, <it's>, it, <laughs> it just, <laughs> it just you know, is when what it not. is. Hey. Have a story like that. Sometimes yeah. it sounds like you're, you're feeling yourself, and that's not, that's not really it. So people just like shouting out their Instagram and like, you know, yeah, I'm, mm. you know, me, 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 me. Mm. My, what I think of is like. I think of an MC in a nightclub. At least I know this conversation all over the place. But yeah, why are we uh-huh. here, oh yeah, podcast, man, it's a podcast, man. it's all over the place. <laughs> yeah. it's supposed okay, to be that all way. good. Yeah, yeah. But in a nightclub setting, I feel like you are kind of like, as an MC, you are not the star of the show. Despite having the mic, the DJ Can is be. the star of the show. Right? Yes. And if the DJ, the DJ is the star of the show, and I'm a DJ, so um, one of the things that I feel like makes all those guys that are really good on the mic, um, really good at what they do. Is um, how they—they're uh, all DJs. too, fresh makers, the DJ, you know, yeah. whoever else, you know. Yeah. Uh, so they know how to read the DJ and what the DJ is doing or where the DJ is going. They listen to music a little differently, and they help package the the set. And sell it to the crowd. Right. Right. So okay. once once you mess up that formula, like yo yo, it's about me. Oh yo, I'm a clown. This one group over here, you know whatever. Like this sort of stuff. Mm. Right. I mean, a little bit of that's fine. You know what I mean. And and I, I I can't remember everybody's name, but there's a couple of people. I just I don't want it to seem like I'm hating. Yeah. Know, yeah. Not, yeah. But there's a lot of people that do it wrong, mm-hmm. and then it takes away from the experience. Like dog, if you if you're gonna be like that, just let the DJ rock, man. We don't need that. Right. Right. It's right. like seasoning. It can make it a little bit better, or it can make it a lot worse. Yeah. Right. You you know what I'm That's saying? true. That's true. A fact. That's true. true. That's too much salt fact. is right. too much That's salt. A fact. Right. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> anyway, uh, but yeah, and when I got into nightclub setting, I just tried to pretend like the OG on the radio. I tried to sound like Jay Times. I didn't try to sound like him because I don't sound like him, but I tried to emulate the way you know he, he talks. turned on His the cadence. mic you, for for people that have been in the studio with him. He turn on, He'd be talking to you just like me and you. He turned on like it's time three, baby. You know what I'm saying? He would just go in. He would turn all the way mm. up, and I was like, yo, you know, it's just that electricity that energy, and energy and. You know, it's a lot of people that say a lot of things about Jay Times Street, but Jay always been cool with me. Um, and, uh, you know, y'all, anybody that knows me, it don't take much. You know, Jay was black, so you won't get me to say nothing bad about Jay. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, um, he didn't do anything bad, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, same with a lot of people. Like, maybe in private conversations, I might say something about a different person if I, you know, whatever, but I would never say something publicly about a black man who's feeding his family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just don't, I'm not the person that'll air that laundry out. For sure, like that, it's it's not it's not my way. So, but yeah, those people they really inspired me, um, and I learned a lot from them at different points along the way. And you know, Fresh, I learned a little bit later, but I I certainly tightened up a lot of stuff. And Fresh, admittedly, learned a lot from me too. Yeah, um, and that's my guy, man. That's my brother too. So, you know, it's a lot of love in this city, man. I'm just glad to be For a part sure. of it. Mm-hmm. So.
1: And I and I think one of the dopest things, um, kind of watching the growth of you know when you you say you say these names and. People really got to understand that like there was a time when the city was a little separated in, in some ways but what's been dope is like you know when it comes to you and the bootleg calves um and the, and the dj fresh makers and the list goes on and on you know TLG's like the camaraderie that stayed between all of you and the, and how that's really con- attributed to you guys your guys' success you know over the years it's like that i feel like just as an outsider looking in that a lot of that you know a lot of the reason for your guys' success was like you said i'm putting on for the home team and we're always going to put on for each other and how that hasn't that hasn't been broken throughout the years and that's that's not something that's very common especially in the entertainment industry yeah man it's
3: it's a handful of people that got the keys to my house, you know, where my where my sons come and they lay down at night and they know where I live. And, you know, what I'm saying it's a handful of people that know how to find the keys to my car. Mm-hmm. If something happens, they could find a couple of my watches and sell them or, you know, you yeah. know whatever, um, you know, and, you know, those names, you know, shout out C. Bradley. Um, he's a. Uh, the guy that owns Armadale and and uh, Hip Hop Weekly, him and Q Ward, mm-hmm. um, all that sort of stuff. So, you know, it's 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 a, it's a handful of people, but yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, if if somebody's struggling, then that means I'm struggling, and if yeah. somebody's up, that means I'm up. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So every time, you know, Kevin Bootleg Kevin lands a crazy interview with some new artist, that means I landed that interview, and I'm, you know, I'm bigging up my brother. I'm yeah. always going to do it. Yeah. It's 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 hard to explain. To people that don't get it, because a lot of people, I don't, you know, you don't realize that you have this fairy tale life until you have to look back on it. But a lot of people, they don't have friends, you know, for from when they, I met Kevin when I was seven years old. I'm thirty nine, mm-hmm. you know, so my whole life, yeah. you know, I was still losing teeth. Right when I, when right. I met right. Kevin, <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> Kevin didn't even have all his teeth grown in. Right, right. Uh, He's still rocking the baby boys. Yeah, man. Yeah. And, uh, you know to grow up with somebody like that you know um geo we've been up and down and you know what i'm saying uh we didn't did stuff together when it got rough and we did celebrate it when it was good and yeah. you know what i'm saying fortunately we kind of we're in our grown man now so yeah just the having all of that at your back mm-hmm. you know not everybody is friends with these people but you know people that's in your life you know what i'm saying if you got some people that you really rock with and that you you know really ride with um, that's that's a blessing I think that's something that you know is un- incomparable in terms mm-hmm. of its contribution to the overall trajectory of your life you for know sure I mean? mm-hmm. for uh, sure you got the right people around you you know I think uh, it's a lot of sayings about that but you know your network is your net worth and then um, you show me who a person hangs out with and I'll show you you know their future prospects or whatever you know yeah. that business based mm-hmm. wisdom yeah Um, and I believe that, you know, there, I, I hung out with some good people, but I tried to be a good person my whole life. And also I will say this, um, the people that I hung out with, they really did hang out with me. A lot of these people, they learned from me. They, you know, it was, it was mutual. You know what I mean? Uh, but I'm more than anything, I'm grateful that I was able to contribute in, in meaningful ways, you know, be a Kevin listening to. You know when I got Wu Tang and yeah. I had Snoop Dogg albums and stuff like yeah. that, and then yeah. wanting to go get him, and you know me being in the basketball. You know, Kev is from like Sunny Slope. You know, yeah. so he's, you know, and his his dad is like a, you know, cowboy. You know what I mean? And yeah. his mom is, you know, his mom is his mom. You know what I mean? And then I'm in the house like, you know, with the magic. Shaq jersey, and right. you know, I'm like, you know, what I'm saying, <laughs> "Hey, look at this new, you know, Warren G album." Whatever, right, you know what I'm saying, this is years. Ago. I mean, it's early '90s. Yeah. Kevin in 1990, so, um, yeah. so yeah, man. Uh And then, of course, the same with with DeAngelo. You know, um we didn't through some. We didn't cry together, man. You know, I'm I'm not saying stuff that people don't already know, but you know, he went through some stuff with his mom. She had to, you know, sit down for a minute, and you know, we was trying to figure out what the next step was by ourselves. We was boys. Yeah. You know, not not like boys, like that's my boy, but we were literally boys, yes, not yes. old enough to do yeah. things. Yeah, so we had to ride couches and, you know, figure out where the food was going to come from, put mm. together some money, get a car, share it, you know, um, figure out how to get to school, get through school, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. All of that, man. So, you know, I'm just, uh, if, you, if you got people like that in your life, man, you just don't turn your back on them. And then, you know, I just got real fortunate in that I got a, a strong team and, and I'm obviously, you know, my family, my sisters, and my brothers, they love me too. But, right. Um, you know, in terms of the professional part of my life, you know, uh, it's very fortunate for me that I've been able to mix that professional stuff with, like, the people that I actually wanted actually to. Actually rock with, yeah. yeah.
1: And that's that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. So.
0: so can we roll it back just a little bit? because yeah, you were doing um, – you started the radio, or you mm-hmm. did the internship at the radio. Mm-hmm. You were also going to college, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you also – graduated with a master's degree? I did. Uh, in, in business?
3: Yeah, yeah. So, um, that is kind of a strange, it has a strange relationship with radio. Okay, so, yeah. So, what happened is, like I said, I was going to school. I graduated in 05. I started at Power in 05 as an intern. Okay. Right? Um, I graduated with a bachelor's in shoot, oh my God, it's on the wall. Uh, bachelor's in marketing. Oh, okay. okay. Marketing. From the W.P. Yep. Carey school. Um, and that was that. I was in the game, I had a college degree for better or mm. worse, right. and, and right. where I was yeah. going, you know, I I knew, like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna make something. If they let me in that door, mm-hmm. they not gonna want me to leave. So mm. I, I got in there and I was like, you know, I wasn't thinking about school. I, I that was, school was something I had done. Mm but I'm going to let y'all in on a little secret. Okay. So, um, that recession of 08 hit Mm -hmm. and that changed a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. When that recession hit, you know, um, a lot of money stopped moving and I ended up getting let go from power. just before I went to the beach. So I was out of work for about maybe we'll call it like three months, which is amazing. It's such a short amount of time to be out of work. I had like severance pay of course. And then I had some, um, uh, You could get Unemployment Yeah right? Unemployment yeah. But I had a mortgage So unemployment wasn't doing nothing For mm-hmm. me no. keeping my house no, But no, no, people no. were losing their house At the time So right. like, yeah. Oh yeah. Program. We was, was all trying to figure it out mm-hmm. um, I was Damn. dating a girl Named Sonya at the time and She was a A dancer So she got some She got some money And we were able to Kind of Float uh, During that time mm-hmm. Shout out to her man Cause she Was somebody that believed in me When I was At a low point But, but, yeah. but anyway Um so yeah we uh so we yeah we got this um unemployment money coming in all this sort of stuff and then i'm like dang this ain't gonna work and i put two and two together and i was driving on a freeway one day and uh if you're in arizona there's a, a freeway i forget what it's called the 10 maybe and it goes by a building that says university of phoenix um which is university of phoenix is based in phoenix right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i got this idea like Shoot, if I went back to school, I could probably get some more of that student loan money. Mm. Right? <laughs> but I had oh, a degree. God. Well, <laughs> I, was, I wasn't trying to get evicted. I had a son. I'm not trying to be on the street. No, I respect it. And I, you know, you didn't know what you didn't know. In the middle of it, you didn't, you know, we can look back on it and be like, yeah, everybody can figure it out. But in the middle of it, you're like, yo, I didn't pay the mortgage last two months. Yeah. And it could come, the police can come and kick me out. Mm-hmm. And I, my son, where am I taking him? So. I was just whatever, you know, and that's kinda how I am, man. If it gets my, my back's to the wall. I mean, I'm not like a grimy dude, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying, but I am from Compton, you know what I'm saying? I have seen some some stuff. Um, but just like anybody, I'm not gonna take it away from from you, no matter where you're from. I know if your back's up against the wall and you gotta feed your babies, it don't matter if you're from Compton or you're from, you know, the Hamptons, you mm-hmm. gonna feed your you babies. You gotta right? do what you gotta do, facts. Exactly. So, you know, short of robbing somebody or taking that route, which really isn't me. I don't know if you could tell, but that's not really my style. Right um i was like shoot let me see if i can get some more money to you know put this money like as a band-aid over this time in my life until i can figure out what the next step is yeah and so i went there i enrolled in school and i was like um you know run me that student loan money and they were like cool because i had good grades so there was man absolutely so um, I got in school, they gave me the money and then they were like, all right, now here you got to take these classes. And I was like, ah, right, right. <laughs> the caveat. Right. So, um, yeah. as it turned out, what happened was, uh, I, you know, I ended up taking classes and it, at first it wasn't too bad. And then I, uh, my grandma ended up having a stroke. Um, mm. we, a, a person whose name might come up is a dude named Frederico. Um, Frederico is not a bad person, but in my story might sound like a bad person. So every time I talk about him. Especially nowadays, I try to make sure people don't think of him as a bad person. He's just a person who made a bad decision mm-hmm. at the wrong time to the wrong person. But Fredrico okay. was the person who said, hey, man, you don't got to come to this radio station. Go take care of your grandma. She had a stroke. You know, be with your family. You can voice track your show. You can just you can come here one hour a week if, if this necessary. Okay. But um, during that time, as far as school was concerned, I, like, had to take a leave of absence. And then, you know, a year later, they were like, hey, look, so you can either... Owe back this money mm-hmm. And not have a degree mm-hmm. Or you can owe back this money And have a degree So I was like Shoot Alright let's 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 finish it So I knuckled down And finished And I got my masters wow. So It's nothing to really Write home about No, my I guess it is Because my dad Was really upset Before he passed He was upset That he never got to see me graduate Even though I graduated A ton of times Um, And then my aunt was really upset too, because I guess people make a big deal out of that. But I think again that goes back to my mom thinking I'm like this isn't good enough. Because when you graduate from ASU, it's a bachelor's degree. Nobody makes a big deal out of bachelor's degree. Everybody gets bachelor's degree. I'm not gonna have people come from California to watch me for four seconds walk across the stage. It's silly. Right. And then when I got my master's, I was like, it's University of Phoenix. It's not the biggest school. It's not like, it's not like Harvard. Uh, so I always yeah. get in my head. So I, you. so I never mm-hmm. told anybody. And I'll then all you. of a sudden they see them all on the wall and they're like, yo, when did you do all this? Right. Then, oh, that was years ago. And they're like, yo. And they're so mad. So, so yeah. <laughs> no, that's a big achievement
0: though. Thank you. Like they, Thank that you. is it a is. legit big achievement, you Thank know, because man. I don't know. I don't run across a lot of people that have a master's degree. You know what I'm saying? Like you said, there's people that have associates and bachelors. Sure. But yeah. I, I just don't run across a lot of people that have master's degrees. Yeah. See? So when I read that, I was like, man, that's that's pretty dope. Has that ever come into play where you've used some sure, of that business sure, yeah. stuff that you've learned? Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah.
3: So watch this. Remember I told you about them billboards? Mm-hmm. So the first time I got on a billboard, this is not the story, but the first time I got on a billboard was because um, Talking Stick got me some billboards. Yeah. Um, because I was doing, they have a club on the roof. Talking Stick is a casino, for those that don't know. It's yeah. like a huge nightlife attraction here in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. For sure. Um, but uh, a couple years after that, maybe, um, the Maricopa County Department of Public Health came to our radio station. And they were talking to this guy named Craig, I think his name was. He was like the sales manager. Craig Boston, Yeah. Um, so they are talking to him, and they're like, listen, man, we really need to get information into the black community, and we need to get information into the Hispanic community. Okay. You know what I mean? About mm-hmm. STD awareness, uh, where you can get tested, how you can get treated, because people are becoming— um, uh, barren or infertile, you know. People are, you know, there's there's spikes in in HIV cases and mm-hmm. stuff, is particularly mm-hmm. in the gay and homosexual community. Mm-hmm. Um, or wh- however the language was, I don't want to misspeak, but they right. they, they, mm-hmm. they they had an appeal and they came to us because they're like, we can't afford any of the Suns people to endorse it. We can't afford any of the Cardinals people, you know. And there's nobody black on the radio out here anymore because at the time Jay had left, Jay Times Three had left, mm-hmm. so. In terms of somebody functioning in a full time capacity on a radio mm-hmm. station, I was that dude. If yeah. You're looking for someone black, and so Craig pulled me aside and uh, he talked to me. He's like, "Hey, would you m- be comfortable endorsing this?" And because of that angle, it was like, "Hey, you're going to be able to help black people um, because there's a you can look at the data and this information needs to make its way to this community." Right. A l- like a lot of things, bad things, are disproportionately affect black people. You know, for one reason or another. Right. And uh, so, if you have this tremendous opportunity, if they put a microphone in front of your face and they give you a quarter million people to listen to your show, sometimes you got to do the right thing. Yeah, you know? for not sure. Not sometimes for me because it's all the time, but sometimes you got to do something that's not like, hey, we're giving out boosty tickets. You know what I'm saying? You right. got to say something, mm-hmm. something real. Right. So, um, that was never lost on me. I'm not that person. My father was a minister, his father was a minister. So, that's where I come from. You heard my brother's music. You know, they, you know, when it comes time to get be real yeah we can be real you know what I'm saying so anyway so Craig talked to me about it I was like yeah man and uh my fiance at the time um my little boy's mom uh I talked to her about it and she was like yeah absolutely because I didn't want to because you know when you're talking about STDs and STD awareness and stuff like that people get kind of weird about that yeah for sure um especially at that time yeah yeah and I'm I'm a little I'm more educated I dealt with the CDC and the doctors like I was in the meetings so so that's the story I'm telling you Mm -hmm. so back to your question um so what happened was they sat me in a room and they were talking to me they were explaining what they were trying to do with the campaign. And they were like, yo, we just can't crack this nut. We can't get into this community the way we like. We know the zip codes where the new cases are coming from. We know, you know, this, that, and the third. And so I was like, um, hey, why not create like a multifaceted campaign? Like, what's your budget? They're like, oh, we have 6 figure budget. You know, send it there. I was like, why not make a multifaceted campaign? where you're making different kinds of impressions because it it might take six to eight impressions for someone to even notice what you're talking Mm -hmm. about. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, okay. Much less to take action, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Uh, So how how do the messages look? How do you want to use me? You want to take a picture of me and blah, blah, blah. Um, What do you want them to say? And then, where do you want to put them? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. Are they just going to be on the radio? Because there's a ton of people that don't listen to radio. They don't listen to radio. Yeah. Uh-huh. And then there's a ton of people that, when it comes to commercials, they just turn it off. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So, For sure. but you know, you might catch one if you listen every day. You might catch, oh yeah, I heard that. You know. Mm-hmm. But then, if you open a magazine, you see it. Oh, I, maybe that sounds familiar. And then if you see it on a billboard, you're like, oh man, is that the same? thing I saw? That it looks the color scheme reminds me of something i don't know what it is right you know you see a bus stop bench and then you know i'm saying like and you say that's how we kind of piece it all together Mm -hmm. so because i knew this and i was telling them this they were like yo um can we just talk to you because remember craig was the guy that brought him Mm -hmm. like can we just talk to you and craig was craig's blessing because craig is a sales dude you know what Mm -hmm. i mean but uh sales is a slightly different from marketing i was a marketing dude right for sure and they had already been sold Now, how do we market their message? So Craig was like, with his blessing, he was like, yeah, go ahead and work with Ramses. And then what they did was they were like, um, uh, and I told them, I was like, well, these are my qualifications. This is why I can say these things to you. You know what I mean? Mm. And this is because I've I've been educated Mm -hmm. in this way so much so that I have degrees. And here's my degrees if you want to trust what I'm saying. So when I said that, they said, um, they took it back. And they're like, could you do me a favor? We're going to get ASMR (laughs) right now can you create an LLC and -hmm. we will retain the services of your LLC and we will make you our ad agency and you can do our media buys for us and you can put together the campaign, (sighs) right? So we'll write you a check, a six-figure check, and then you can pay the ad agencies unless you're 15%. Plus, you can pay yourself the talent fee since you'll appear in the ads, right? (laughs) So it's like me taking this hand Mm. and washing this hand, but it was because (sighs) I had that degree. So I took the pic. I I paid the photographer. I had a friend who's a photographer, so I paid her to shoot me. Um, I'd conceived the campaign with the uh, the health department and the CDC. Mm. So um, we had one uh, called "Get Added," where um, you were supposed to there was like a, a list or a compilation of people who were like safe and checked and clean. Mm-hmm. And then there was another one that was, um, uh, oh, it was a push to download their app. And the app had ways that you could like share information. Like let's say you contracted a, a disease or you could send it out to your partners without them without the being embarrassment so they won't know it's you. Or, they had all kind of neat little things. Mm-hmm. I wasn't really involved with that. Um, actually, I sent that business to my, my older brother in Vegas. Uh, shout out Sean Taylor. Um, okay. but yeah so um, but I wasn't involved with that but anyway they needed to market it so um, so yeah I was like okay let me book the photographer um, let me conceive of the campaign I gotta pay myself as an agency I have to pay myself as talent I gotta pay anybody else that appears so I paid Lady La I paid Felicia that girl fell mm-hmm. um, Anish did, did a campaign with me cause Anish is um, he's a big name in the LGBTQIA plus community Um, And same with Felicia and and on and on. You get what I'm saying? So um, I just tapped on the homies, the people that I knew that had that skill set. And then um, I used Owens Harkey. Shout out to uh, Scott Harkey. Um, It's that big building downtown with the OH on Mm -hmm. it if you're in Phoenix. Mm -hmm. So I'm really proud of Scott. But I tapped him. He got me the billboard inventory. And then, boom, they manufactured everything. And they threw up all the billboards. And, you know, we had the full media run. I worked with Expose Magazine. I worked with... um, uh, Mm -hmm. Echo Magazine. I worked with. Shoot, what's that other one? Um, there was a few magazines that that I worked with, and and uh, yeah, and so uh, and then I, I had a ten year deal with them, so it's still technically active. So um, the only thing they wanted is they wanted me to also be able to do speaking engagements, and they wanted me to make sure that I got tested three times a year. I ended up I, I still go four times just to make sure I don't lose my standing with mm-hmm. them. Because if they call on me and they're like, "Hey, we got another check for you." let's put together another campaign yeah. And yeah. We can do it. But you know, obviously that budget kind of dwindled off a bit. Some people left and then the pandemic hit. So, yeah. you know, but I'm, st- I'm keeping, you know, yeah. uh, keeping information. A, a, a hold, but anyway, yeah, that's for how, sure. that's one way that having a master's degree <laughs> there <you> go. Because <laughs> yeah. when you were in a I'd room with doctors. worked you know,
0: great to your favor. Yeah, 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 yeah that's, yeah, that's so, fantastic. Too. So, yeah. That,
3: that is crazy. So they, and they so treat, even it. though it was just me, it was just me. There was no building. There was no office nothing. It was just Ramses. I created an LLC for like 200 bucks, I paid my lawyer, shout out Amy Owen, paid my lawyer to set up the LLC for me. And then uh, had a tax ID number, a Dunn's number, set up a bank account, all this sort of stuff, and they would write checks, and they would send the checks to the bank, or they would wire it, and it would clear, and then I would go to Scott, and Scott would get the inventory, I'd go to production. Um, my sister, she's a graphic designer. She has a company called Whitespace. So I'd write checks to her to do the graphic design. Um, you know, Matt Locks is a photographer. So I use Matt on a bunch of stuff. Th- you know, like Velty. you know, on and on and on. So yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So and it was just me. It just <laughs> that's you were the how business. A, you yeah. were the LLC. I'm not a businessman. I'm a business, business man. man. Yes, <laughs> so, yes.
1: Uh, that's that's I love that. I love yeah. that. Oh, that's I, that's fantastic. Yeah. I'm a. I am do not know if you uh follow uh, Earn Your Leisure.
3: I'm not
1: sure. Um there are a couple of, a couple of guys that they talk about uh they have a podcast um on uh f- basically financial uh education. Okay. Um they do uh like every Monday they do talk about investing and LLCs and so when you have a story like that cuz I'm really big into that. Yeah. I, I love it. Like, it's mm-hmm. like, oh, man, you I get wish. LC, like, I mean, it's crazy. <laughs> I really. wish I knew about that, man. I
3: just, I, this whole thing, I just made it up as I went, man. I, nobody was really telling me. I mean, I, we learned from each other, like I said, me and my yeah. friends. But right. I didn't, I didn't really have like a, somebody to tell me something like that. I just was like, you know, just, I think knowing the right people um, or having the right opportunities and being creative enough to exploit them to the degree that made the most sense. And then, of course, involving your team. People that, and these are all people that have a really strong work ethic because mm-hmm. Kevin doesn't need Ramses to be Kevin. Gio doesn't need Ramses to be Gio. D'Angelo doesn't need Ramses to be D'Angelo. Um, so by themselves, they're all like tremendous workers. You right. know, um, uh, My man Q just uh, purchased a Hip Hop Weekly magazine, as I mentioned. Mm-hmm. and So um, I don't even know if I should say that yet. He probably get mad at me,
0: but anyway, um, uh, so we could, we 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 could uh, no, no, delete that he'll, <laughs> just, he'll just be mad you know He's, he gets mad
3: at me all the time i will be saying all kinds of uh, stuff but anyway you know he doesn't need me to do you know what he does mm-hmm. you know what I mean and uh, so I think that um, there's something to be said about people that can like move on their own and stand on their own mm-hmm. being able to trust their work ethic that they'll be there and so when you call on them you know that they know what it means to be responsible. Yeah. Um, and I don't know anybody that I can call on that wouldn't really be there, mm-hmm. you know, for me if I needed that. That's them. dope.
1: Yeah. So going back to uh uh one, mm-hmm. uh you obviously trans you know had the transition going through uh the recession and then you ended up on uh 1011 one, correct? Yeah. Um and you were there for quite a while.
3: Yeah, twelve years total. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, talk to us about that And then obviously uh, What ended up happening As you I trans
3: left. When you left um, yes. And started the Civic Cipher Sure, sure So the time I was there um, When I first got there was a program director Named Bo Duran okay. And uh, The dude that really Convinced me to go over there Was a dude named Augustine August, Augie went to school With me and Gio At okay. Central High School In D'Angelo oh. At Central High School So I knew Augie And Augie was like, hey man, uh, just being real, he was like, hey man, uh, you know, I remember this recession, I just got let go from power, I didn't have a job, have no money, I was trying to figure out what's the next step, so he's like, hey, you know, I could hire you over here to do promotions, but it's not what you're used to, it's not power at all, it's a much smaller station, and this place doesn't have any money, and I was like, it's a job in radio, if I'm in the door, I can make opportunities mm. happen. Right? And he was like, I just need you to know, he said this to me just like this, He's like this is not a good place to work. Mm. Mm. Yeah, he said that. But it, it, he was talking about like financially, like right. just, they're the just money a really fiscally yeah. tight, right. tight purse strings there. So they, as a philosophy, as a rule, according to him at that time. Okay. So I was like, shoot, man, I don't care what it is. If it's hip hop and it's radio, I'll take it. Yeah, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. So Augie hired me over there. I went, immediately went to Bo Duran, the program director's office, and I says, hey, um, I'm trying to be the music director here. I was like, this is who I am. This is what I did, and I need you to train me how to be the music director, but I'm willing to work to show you that I have the capability mm-hmm. of doing that job. Because mm-hmm. I wanted to grow in my in my uh." Career so that I, it would be harder to fire me moving mm-hmm. forward because getting let go from Power, that was traumatic. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I was losing it. my house was traumatic. I actually I did lose that house. Um, so I was like, let me make sure I don't go through that again. So mm-hmm. Bob was like, yeah, cool. You know what? Um, we don't really have a staff here, so why don't we start you off with something small? He's like, why don't we make you the weekend coordinator? I was like, well, I don't even know what that means, but sure, let's do it. Okay, it, it didn't come with no money, but he's like, basically, why don't you find me some weekend shows to put on the radio? Mm-hmm. So I was like, bet, right? Mm-hmm what i did was i hit up dj flavor okay. dj flavor um used to roll with this crew called bum squad dj's mm-hmm. um, you know m2 if you listen to m2's drops over the years he mm-hmm. like m2 the bum squad yep. you know that that bum squad drop so again a big national dj crew and because that name was big and because i knew flavor i was like shoot i could probably parlay flavor into giving me a slot as a bum squad DJ and that's another thing. That I didn't I didn't mention yet I didn't mention yet. Okay, so as soon as I got let go from power in know wait they gave me a severance pay That severance I lived in Maricopa at the time that severance pay what what it was was Probably like $2,500 right so I could pay my mortgage maybe twice and had a little bit of bread left over back in the day uh, 12s uh, technics 1200 turntables for those who don't know um, With the tone arm like this if you're watching I mm-hmm. uh, Twelves used to be mad cheap. You can get you know a pair of them for two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I could. So I what I did was Mad Rich has showed me um, that it was possible for me to learn how to be a DJ. I'm thinking like, okay, I live in Maricopa, and we used to bring the power van down to Maricopa sometimes, me and Rich. Okay. So the kids in Maricopa knew that at that house at the end, that guy works for Power ninety two. Okay. You know? Yeah. So or Power ninety eight. So. um, I was like, shoot, if I get some turntables, I can probably DJ some parties in Maricopa and make some money and supplement my unemployment income, right? Okay. So that was the plan. So I bought some turntables immediately with that service on eBay, bottom, right? So I had these turntables at the crib. All right, fast forward. Now Augie's looking at me. He's like, yo man, I could hire you here, but you know, ain't really, you know, whatever. So I'm like, I'll take it, you know? Plus I, I got some turntables. Mm-hmm. He didn't know how long I've been DJing. It had been like two or three weeks. <laughs> oh shoot, uh, I was like, whatever, man. Right. I, but you know, yeah, you, you, just, you just fake it, and then yeah. my brain was like, yeah. "Yo, I'm gonna just learn it." You know, to right. I mean? right. just Learn it. I'll you know get I mean? there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. For sure. And then I had, like I said, I had the right people because Rich, I can't. I'll never be able to thank Mad Rich enough. You know, it's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yasmina, uh, Q Ward. Um, it's a lot of people. I taught how to DJ, and they'll. I'm a part of their story forever. Mm-hmm. For me, it's Mad Rich. As oh, far okay. as being a DJ is concerned, Rich, like he loved me. You know. So anyway, so boom. Um, yeah, I get the. Uh, uh, the position there. I talked to Bo. Um, Bo says, Do the weekend stuff. I hit up DJ Flavor. Now, remember, I'm just starting out as a DJ, so I don't have the respect of the DJ community yet. Right, right. right. So I'm like, Well, shoot, if I'm a Bum Squad DJ, I might get a little bit more respect. And maybe sure. people will throw me opportunities, or maybe that'll help me grow my brand. If right. I get fired again, I could probably lean on that. So that's why I needed to make Rams' this job matter. Instead of making the radio station matter because mm. they they could just fire you you know what I'm yeah. saying? you don't really matter to them yeah. turns out you do if you work long enough and you do a good enough job but at the time I was thinking I didn't matter excuse me so um so boom I'm uh I'm in there I'm like flavor on the phone flavor hey man look you want to put together a bum squad radio show I talked to Slippy I talked to uh, Don Cannon uh, out of Atlanta you know DJ Drama and Cannon mm-hmm. I met him at the Shaw money's uh. The conference Yeah 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 You know yep, what I'm saying yep. So I had some people around, yep. the, around the industry That I can get some show Some programming from Okay But but here locally It was uh, It was uh, flavor, And I was like Yo man uh, I could do a Bum Squad radio show If you want We can put it on the beat It's like a classic Hip hop station But if you know If you got some bums That wanna submit mixes You know We can get you Four hours a week On right. on the radio If you want Okay It was like Absolutely yeah. right? I was like It's just one caveat Can you do me a big favor He's like, what's that? I was like, can you talk to LP? LP is Latin Prince. He was a dude that ran the whole uh, fraternity. I was like, can you talk to LP for me? Tell him I want to be a bum, right? And I was like, and one more favor. See if he can make Squeak a bum too. Squeak Boogie. You know, that's my guy. Dope. And he was like, all right, I'll see what I can do. And then it, I think it was like 48 hours, they put out a press release or something and said we would like to it was like a special election or a special whatever, because they, mm-hmm. they do it once a year. So it's like a special thing. It's like we we'd like to admit the two newest bums from Phoenix, Arizona. Ramses nice. the Fire. Right. Nice. So because Bo let me, because I went and I had the audacity to say, I'm I wanna be your next program director, just he never met me before I, I got hired and walked right to his office the same day. It was this it was like in the same minute. That's crazy. <laughs> right. Um because oh. again i knew what i was on so boom right after that uh I, again i'm trying to become valuable as a dj um kevin had moved to vegas bootleg kevin had moved to vegas um so i was talking to Kev. i was like yo i gotta get to vegas i gotta get a residency out there i gotta do something and Kev's homie was living with him uh, named dj sam i am sam was from idaho but he was living in vegas at kev's house Okay. so I would go up there and me and Sam would just basically go knock on doors at clubs in the daytime and be like, yo, we d- we DJ, here's our, I put together a nice leather bound, you know, EPK with, with a CD and a, and a thumb drive and a one sheet mm. with a picture and, you know, all of that stuff. And it was, even if you didn't want to hire me, you would still keep the folder, mm-hmm. right? right? It was like 30 bucks to put one of these yo, together, yeah. Yeah. but mm-hmm. I spent like six, 800 bucks and put together a number of Some them EPKs, and just and mm-hmm. left mm-hmm. them, left them essential. out. Essential. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so, um, Sam ended up getting a spot at a place called Koi uh, in Vegas. So, he was a resident at Koi. And okay. because Sam's connections, he was like, yo, just come open for me. So, I would just go to Koi and open for Sam, right? So, I'll be, it wasn't like a big gig. It was on Sundays, you know what I mean? But it was on the Vegas Strip. I was going to say, it's still Vegas. Man, yeah. exactly. And I'm remember, I'm newish as a DJ. So. Right. So, everybody in Phoenix had to look at that and be like, dang, this fool was a DJ and he's DJing in Vegas? Right. Meanwhile, I hit a, this, there's a dude named Ketoy Toy used to have a magazine called, um, what was that magazine called? AZ Nightlife. Right? Okay, yeah, and, I remember. And AZ Nightlife, this is how hood I am, AZ Nightlife used to have this thing where you could vote for who should be on the cover, right? Mm-hmm. So, I that. yeah, so I submitted and what I did was I would go every day, I I'll wake up early and I would go and vote for myself from GCC and I would go to Wi-Fi at this hotel and I would, of course, vote for my house and I would go for, vote for my phone and I would like and of course I had all the homies vote for me so I like whoever the next winner was I blew him out of the water mm-hmm. so I won right <laughs> by far like I was mad cheating <laughs> <laughs> he knew it too. Hey, had to He knew it hey, hey, matter ain't fact, I te- wrong with I cheated twice and, and he caught me the first and he's like man you can't do that I can't sell them numbers and then I was like oh I'll cheat better next time he was like ha 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 and I did and then I won so boom now I'm on that first. <laughs>
2: It
1: was two months, uh, yeah. But
3: I, but now I'm on this uh, magazine, this first magazine cover, and what I do, I had a shirt because when you become a Bum Squad DJ, they give you a shirt. So I had a shirt, and it said Bum Squad on the shirt, right? So now I'm there. Uh, that same girl I mentioned earlier, Sonya, she was she was there with me. But he put her on both sides, I like, photoshopped her in there twice on a magazine cover. So now everybody sees I'm in Vegas on the weekend because now it's you know Twitter and TwitPix and whatever is a little bit bigger, um, and then. uh I'm a bum squad DJ and I'm on the cover of a magazine and I'm at the beat. You know what I mean? So like my rebound from getting let go from power was like crazy. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't, it was, it I was not taking that, that lying <laughs> down. And then of course, like I said, with the magazine stuff, it was like just a matter of rinse, repeat the next, what happened was probably like maybe a month or two after that. I went into, Oh, uh, not Fort McDowell, but, um, yeah, Fort McDowell Casino. Mm-hmm. They, um, they wanted me to do this thing called uh, Late Night Bingo. Lunar Bingo is what it's called. Okay. So Lunar Bingo, um, it was Ruben S. You guys remember Crazy Kid and Ruben S? Mm-hmm. The morning show. I do. So Ruben S had come over to the beat by now. And uh, and I was there. And they were like, yo, um, can you two host and DJ? Because they didn't have any DJ. I was the only DJ at, at the beat. There was such a small staff. Right. So like, do you think you can DJ this night at... Lunar bingo. So I was like, yeah, man, let's do it. You know, 600 bucks or whatever a month or whatever. So I'll take it. So me and Ruben are doing this thing. One day I went to go get a pizza from Papa John's. I went into pizza and they had this magazine there called AZ Nightlife. Right. And I'm from L.A. So I or sorry, AZ Weekly. So I remember L.A. Weekly. So in my brain, it's the same thing. Right. And then I see on the cover of AZ Weekly it's the Harlem Globetrotters. And I was like, the Harlem Globetrotters on the cover? Mm. Of AZ? We, they're not even from AZ, right. you know what I'm saying? So I started thinking like, how in the world did they get on the cover of this? You know what I'm saying? The nightlife thing being on the cover of that magazine. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. But this, how does that happen? Right. So I, what I did is I called the um, owner of the magazine. Okay. We just found out who it was, Google, whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, yo, so how did they get up on end up on the cover? Because that doesn't really seem like the they, biggest it's, it's thing going Arizona. on in Arizona, yeah. yeah. Right. And he said, well, you know, we actually um, uh, do advertising deals. And if you spend enough money in advertising, you have an option to to put whatever you want on the cover as well. Okay. So it's not like we sell the cover, but we, if you do a big enough media buy with us, then we have a vested interest in the success of your event. And I was like, well, as it turns out, I do an event called Lunar Bingo at Fort McDowell Casino. Mm. right? So um, I was like, so tell me about the pricing and whatever. What do you need in order to mm-hmm. have this conversation? And they told me, I forgot what it was it as many years ago. The magazine, I think it's gone now, but, um, I think his name was Brian Muir. Okay. So Brian told me, uh, this is crazy. I'm remembering names cause I don't remember anything. Okay. Ever. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I don't ask anybody, but, um, so yeah. So he told me that. And then I took it back to our salesperson who handled the for McDowell c- account and um she talked to them about remember that multifaceted campaign stuff that i was talking about like hey man not everybody's gonna listen to the radio if you really want people to come out and have it be successful for a long period of time we should probably consider you know some other mediums yeah. yeah and with this company we can do this and then we get the the presence of making it seem like it's a much bigger event than it actually is by being on the cover, right. akin to what the Globetrotters have done. Exactly. And so somehow I set it in such a way to where they love the idea. They put together whatever the money was, and then they bought it because it was an m- idea I had in my head that I mm-hmm. said in my mouth. And then by maybe like one or two months later, we're in the office downstairs in the in the conference room. Matt locks is shooting me and Ruben S. You know, we're holding like records and you know doing all this cool stuff. And then I took that to White Space. My little sister she photoshopped it all and then boom you have this magazine cover where they print I think they printed like a 100,000 of those and so they're everywhere all over the city and my face is on the cover so now I'm like maybe a year away from being at power and I'm on two magazine covers I'm a bum I'm on in Vegas on the strip you know what Mm I'm saying and then after that TV uh, came into play so I forgot what the question was man I'm sorry y'all but (laughs) (laughs) no, I'm like reliving all this stuff yeah no no I'm just
1: saying you know so so um you're at 101 uh 1 yeah and now so that year that first year was crazy Mm -hmm. um, obviously and then you you enjoyed uh, another 11 years there Um, and then things changed yeah Uh, from 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 the outside looking in um, it was probably something that was brewing and you can you can speak to that Um, and I know you've spoken about it Um, but It was like, Ramses was here, Ramses ain't here no more. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. So basically what happened was, um, when I was in college, I was the president of the NAACP Black Student Union. Okay. Um, As I mentioned, my father was a minister, a black minister, as was his father. You know what I mean? Um, Obviously, my life has been very much shaped by the experiences that come along with being a black person for sure and so when you have a degree of mobility in society there's some responsibility that comes with that you know, for as, sure as, as you can probably imagine you yeah. know what i mean um or just imagine you know if, if you're not black having this same experience just imagine whoever you are and maybe not everybody gets to do what it is you do. And so you have to like bear that in mind as you move. Um, because I, d- I don't believe that the purpose is for Ramses to live for Ramses alone. I think that Ramses has to serve, you know, you two. Ramses has to serve, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then doing so you might be God. And at the end of my life, I want to make sure that I did right by you. You mm. understand? I understand. So for sure, um, I try to kind of hold that central to the way that I approach things. Anyway, so, um, yeah, man. Uh, as far as the the radio station, you know, I had been there for a very long time. Um, I had a great relationship with everybody. But in 2020, so just prior to this, I had left the country. I'd been gone for I'd been gone from that radio station for maybe two years. So it's really like 10 if you put it all together. Right. But across 12 years, right. right. But I'd taken some time to travel. I'd gone. I did a world tour as a DJ yeah. um, and all that sort of stuff. So I get back. I have some money have an opportunity to purchase um some nightclubs mm-hmm. so i bought out one of the partners downtown at monarch and bar smith shout out to sinbad that's my brother right there so yeah i get to say his name and robbie i love you too though um and shout out to your
1: uh, recent win at the uh, azt awards too oh thank you that's where we kind of set this meeting up yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> so
3: anyway um oh shoot shout out dallas too i love you too man i'm you know just i'm gonna I'll forget, get, I'll forget everybody I'll <laughs> yeah man so uh anyway so yeah um now, I'm like, okay, my friends work in radio, but I have my own businesses. Right. You know, because the radio, or sorry, the nightclubs was just one investment I made. Um, but uh, I ended up going back to the beat on a part-time capacity, and what was really dope is uh, the the new GM, the old GM loved me, and the new GM loved me, too. I, I, I wish that things... Didn't go the way that they did because as he's, he said, I believe him to be a really good man. I believe all of them to be good men. Okay. I, I wrote that when in my, in my resignation. But um, anyway, yeah, um, you know, he pulls me in his office. He's like, "Hey, man, you know, you're the most clicked person on our website, and you're only here part time. You know, can you explain that to me? Like, what's going on?" Um, he's like, "The next most clicked person is like." Like I think the morning show or something like that. And you're here. You haven't even been full time in four years or something right. like that. How right. is it that you have such a name that resonates? And how do we teach our other jocks? You know, how do we get them some star power? Right. right. And remember, we're all on the same team at this time. So yeah. I'm happy to share and give any advice or whatever. But you know, I'm I'm like a hustler. You know, mm-hmm. my and my t- crew is hustlers. You know, what I'm saying we just be thinking like, right. how can I make this bigger and better. So, um, some of it's natural, but some of it is like, okay, I didn't read this play before. So I know how they going to move. And I've seen this movie, you know what I'm saying? So I can get Mm -hmm. some game for sure. So they would lean on me for stuff like that here and there. But what they also did was they kind of put it in my head that, um, I was kind of growing in terms of, I'm not, I'm not like the rest of y'all. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm like the OG now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and and fortunately, I think I function really well in an OG capacity because I be showing love to people. If you are trying to learn something, I can give you some game. Let me give you some game. Right. You know what I'm saying listen I'm gonna be fine. My babies is gonna eat, so let me make sure you can feed yours. Right. You know what I'm saying like yeah. if you got you gotta take care of your family. Whatever, mm-hmm. let me make sure I give you this game, right? And you ask anybody, I, I do that as much as I can. Yeah, if you sure. come to me the right way, and I got time, because. I try to avoid people because I know me well enough to know that I pour all my energy into some stranger, and then they win, and I'm like exhausted at the end of it. Right. Anyway, right, right. sorry I be taking so long to take this nah, I, I just don't want people to use these words against me, like right. you said on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. when you talk about me. Yeah. I'm yeah, yeah, you know, like going 130 miles on the freeway. <laughs> 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 anyway. Uh, oh man. Anyway, that's an inside joke because I was going that fast trying to get here. Yeah, I was man. A little late today. One thirty the 135 actually I had to slow down anyway um so yeah um so yeah man we had a good working relationship I was helping everybody out but I I really I really started to understand that I was the OG I kind of had the game figured out and I had to I was in a position where I could teach not just the people that were on the radio but even the leadership the general managers all those Mm. people because they were asking me like yo so how do we get some of that how do we make the station feel relatable to listeners but they were calling me into these meetings Mm. and I'm like uh shoot man well this is what I would do you know and give them some game so um, that happened just before the pandemic, mm. right? right? Right. And then when the pandemic hit, everybody had to go home, mm-hmm. right? right? Especially when it came to part timers, and I was part time, but I didn't care because as long as I'm in the building or I have a relationship with a radio mm-hmm. station, I'm fine. I'm I'm filled up with radio, so right. I just want to keep relationships with my friend. And there's it's fun to go and talk on radio, get a couple things off of your thoughts, and then go back home. You know? What I'm yeah. Saying? Yeah. So, um, but then uh, George Floyd. Got killed, and we all saw that. And you know, I saw Kaepernick. I saw Trayvon. I saw even before Trayvon. For a lot of people don't remember, but there was a lot of police shootings. And Trayvon was when people said enough is enough. So we had already been hurt, hurt, hurt,
2: hurt, 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 and
3: then Trayvon, right? And hurt, 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 hurt. You know what I'm saying? You know all the names for sure. So by the time George Floyd came about, and I'm like, dang, that's heavy. Mm-hmm. So boom, what I do, I get my babies and we go get to the, to the streets. You know what I'm saying? I have two sons. You know, I have my boys out there and my little boy, he made a sign. I'm so proud of him, man. He wrote his own sign. He he was real little at the time, so it was all gibberish looking. Right. But he held that sign up and he walked with me. He still talks about it right now. And my bigger boy, he was this huge afro. You know what I'm saying? It was beautiful. Dope. And we was out there and we was marching and affirming our humanity yeah. in front of the world. And yeah. you know what was ill is so when we were out there. It wasn't black people out there. It was some black people, but it's not enough black people in Arizona. Everybody was out there. Yeah. Everybody was out there. Yeah. So when we was out there, we was like, "Yo, this is special. This is different." You know what I'm saying? And, sure. and we like shout out to the white paws. Um, shout out, like shout out to the people that didn't need to be there. People seek people. Asian people People that didn't need to be there It's not their fight Right But they made it their fight Yeah And they were protecting me And they were protecting my children Shout out to BLM Phoenix Metro Shout out to Zara You know people that like Had the game And they knew what they was gonna do now nah, today we're gonna mess things up So we're gonna walk to right here And then you go home And you take them boys home with you Okay Yeah you know, Don't be here for that You know right. what I'm saying People that really looked out for me Keisha like, Shout out to all y'all Um. So yeah um, I'm out there And before I ended up meeting all of them, uh, the uh, BLM PHX Metro uh, group, you know, some folks came up to me and they was like, Ramses jaw," You know, like how they do. And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And they're like, dang, it's so good to see you out here. I'm like, yeah, man, I wouldn't miss this. You know, this is right up my alley, but people don't know it. Because over the years, even at the beat, you know, I would be like, "Hey, look, I gotta, I'm gonna come in late because I gotta go speak at the M- MLKU celebration, or I gotta go to the uh, HBCU college fair, I got an appointment, or I gotta do something with the Urban League, or I gotta." You know, whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Whatever I had to do. And they all they all knew that. They knew what I was about. Dr. Camilla Westenberg, shout out to her. She's uh, my mentor from college, but she's also like a dear, dear, dear friend of mine. Okay. And she's the woman that tells me basically what to do. Okay. Of all things black, she tells me what to do. Okay. Rams, right, just, like, I need you to be here at this time, wear a tuxedo, and you're going to walk with me up the stairs. And we're, she's a professor. So, yeah. I just, she's old with gray hair, but I, she's like, I mean, my mom left, so she's like, motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, that. for sure. So I just do whatever she says, but, um, they knew I was so. tight with her. So yeah, and they knew this. This is why it's such as it's still sad to tell this story, man. Cause I, you don't wanna like, I get that people make mistakes, but also I gotta be black forever. So, and I, my son's gotta look at me forever. So it's, I had to do what I had to do. And yeah. I don't think anybody will hold that against me, but I need you, you need to know this backstory. So you understand the emotional gravity of what took place and, and how difficult it was to do it. So I'm on the street. People are like Ramses, what are you doing out here? Hey man, I had to be here. Dang, man, so, do you get to talk about this on the radio? Um, mm. Mm. well, you know, you can do more than us, you know, so what are you gonna do? Mm. Mm. that's a great point. And remember, I'm not at the radio station at the time, but I'm like, you're not wrong. So I start thinking, and I'm seeing what's happening on the streets, too, and I'm seeing they got the bullhorns, and, you know, they'll say something in the bullhorn, and then the crowd will echo it back. Right. But then the crowd behind them, because remember, it was thousands, thousands of people. people. Yeah. It was 20 people pro- organizing it. 4,000 protesters, but 20 people organizing Yeah, it. And police everywhere. Everywhere. Right? Waiting for somebody to do something stupid. So I'm like, I don't know if the message is getting through this crowd the way it should, A. Right. B, when you go home and you listen to the news and whatever, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. they're out here doing this. They rioting, they're rioting they breaking stuff. Exactly. And I'm like, yo, I didn't see that. If it was like that. My children would not be here, mm-hmm. right? So you're lying, right? And I don't like that. That's disrespectful. Don't do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a minute. My brother has a line in one of his songs. It's called "Proper Propaganda." Look up "Dilated People's Proper Propaganda." That's the, like one of the theme songs of my show, Civic Cipher. Mm-hmm. It has a bar in there that says, "Journalists, we're journalists too. We can strike back. We well, strike back." And he says, "Hardcore reporters with orders from headquarters behind enemy lines, sidestepping the borders." And I'm like, that's some bars for you, because that's really what I felt in that moment. <sighs> okay, you talking on TV? Well, shoot, man, I don't got a TV station, but I do got a radio station. I'm and I'm gonna tell the truth, right? Mm-hmm. so what I do. I go to um, Paul Holton, and I says, Hey, Paul, people out here tripping. This is a hip hop station. This is the cultural watering hole, right, of black people in this in Arizona. There's no churches right. like that. There's right. no HBCUs, historically black colleges here for mm-hmm. young people. There's no place. This is the beacon. This is where everybody, this is where black culture exists. Right. So we can do something with this moment because mm-hmm. we can make friends out of these angry people or we can make enemies out of these angry people. Right. And I'm here to, to tell you how to do this Right. I haven't seen it, right? Mm-hmm. So I talked to my man. He was like, I love it. We absolutely should be out there. His credit, I'll give him his credit, was mm-hmm. he was like, I love it. Okay. He was like, and remember I told you I gotta I had to say some Things about this dude Fred Rico So here it comes again Okay So he's like You know basically You know get with Fred Make it happen mm-hmm. So I get with Fred Rico Who's the program director At the radio station Fred was like Uh yeah man Uh you know Let's let's put it together Basically I'm gonna give you The short version of the story But basically yeah Let's put it together So I'm like cool man Say way less You know so I got enough bread To do it myself I don't need y'all money So I, boom I get the roadcaster, I get some mics mm-hmm. I'm real handy with the tools mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Like actual tools mm-hmm. So i you know, made myself a little studio in the crib. Mm-hmm. Um, and then boom, I'm ready to record. So I hit him up. I'm ready to go. I got, I got the guests lined up. I, you know, and then the whole time I'm still protesting. still happening. So I'm telling people like, yo, I'm working on a show. Come up. You know what I'm saying? These, let's just change numbers. You know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, Janelle Wood from the black mothers forum. Um, um, uh, who else? Uh, the Chicanos por la casa, um, um, por in action, uh, you remember at the time it was like the kids in cages stuff was real big too yeah um, yeah. let's see uh, shoot yeah. I don't know um, Rocky Tyrade was doing his thing out yeah there, we everybody. just yeah, we just had Rocky on mm-hmm. last week yeah yeah, talking Rocky about, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah, a lot of folks was out on the streets and I was like Shh, man I'm about to put you on the radio mm-hmm. instead of them bullhorns we're gonna put you on the radio I'm right. sure people really can hear what's going on because mm-hmm. people were scared to come out there mm-hmm. people were like oh it's a riot I don't want to go and support black people because right. they were scared mm-hmm. but that's because the media was doing that. I'm like well shoot we're gonna do something I talked to Fred I'm like, yo. I told him the same thing. I told Paul, we need to put a show on where we get them up here to say what it is that we want, mm-hmm. to say when's the next thing, right. to say how mm-hmm. to protect yourself, to to say what to wear, to say what the risks yeah, are. Real information. To, yeah, yeah. To, yeah. to do that, and then we need to have this conversation, right? Mm-hmm. And Fred was like, yeah, man. Okay, so give me some time. So hmm. again, you know, just back and forth, back and forth. It's probably like a month and a half, and he kept telling me, yeah, we, we're gonna get started on it. Give me like one more week. All I needed was of the week, And I needed um, I think that was it Because I would have put everything else together mm-hmm. And finally He was like wait one more week Or here I'll call you after the weekend And finally hit me up and he was like He said them words to me He's like hey man listen Ramses I I, I don't want to do a black show mm-hmm. He's like we'll just keep running the PSA shows You know what I mean um, We'll just do that I, I get what you're trying to do man And I understand but I just I really don't want to do a black show and I was so hurt by that that all I could say was, "Oh, oh, oh okay, okay, Fred, okay, mm-hmm. okay, Fred." And Fred knows me well enough to know that everything that he says that I disagree with, he hears about it. Okay. I'd be like, "Fred, that's wrong. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna accept that. That is unacceptable, Frederico. We're not gonna do that. We're gonna figure this out together." You know what, mm-hmm. what I mean? Because that's how I've always been with him. Not disrespectful, because I never disrespect Fred. But he knows if I got something to say, I speak up. Right, right. He, right. he always appreciated that. Mm-hmm. Right. Because Fred is a human. He's not right all the time. Nobody's right. right. All right. I knew they right. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Right. So he, he would listen when I would speak up. But that time, it was just so, so hurt. And just the arrogance in that moment for him to say, I'm not going to do a black show. Right. To a black man. Right. After we, the whole world saw a black man get crushed to death. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you're at the helm of a black radio station. That's 100% black music. Yeah, might be seventy percent black artists, but one hundred percent black music. I've mm-hmm. said that before, mm-hmm. and you get to decide that, right? Okay, Fred. And when I said that, he heard it in my voice. I was like, "Okay, Fred, that's it." And he was like, "Uh, I mean, I mean, uh, you know, well, um, you know, uh, I think I think that you can do this, or you know, that or the other." And I, I just was like, "Okay, Fred, man, you know, it's all good, man. Don't don't worry about it." with the phone. And I sat there for about ten minutes, and uh, I. In that moment, I knew what I had to do. So I mourned the loss of my career, this job that had, you know, I'd seen the world, I had, you know, had so much fun. I would met stars, interviewed them. I, you name it, you know what I mean? Yeah. Anything that wasn't drug related, I'd done it. I've never done a drug before. I've never drank alcohol before, so those aren't really my things. But, you know, everything else, you know, I've done it. I've had fun. I, you know, and I had to leave it behind because, above all else, I'm black. I'm a man. I'm a father. You right. Know what I'm saying? Right. And, And when your convictions catch up to you in a moment like that, the decision makes itself. So the only thing you can do is take a moment to mourn the loss. Mm -hmm. The finality of it is just like death. Right. So I sat there and I had myself, my emotional moment to myself. And then I started typing what would ultimately become my resignation letter. And uh, as I crafted it, I realized that the letter was more for People to hear because all the people I had committed to interviewing, Janelle Woods and you know mm-hmm. right. and all those guys, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't gonna be able to interview them no more, and I couldn't stay at the station. Like it's not like, well, they said I couldn't do it no more, y'all. So I'm just still there, right? Because then I look like, you know, clown shoes, Uncle Tom, you know, out for himself, black right. dude, right? 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 I gotta stand with the people. was the one that gave me them ratings, right? Yeah, exactly. So. You know, And plus, I was kind of at a point in my life and in my career where it's like, me being on the radio another time isn't going to give me any new experiences because I've been on the radio so many times. So I'm like, I had to make it make sense, but it was okay walking away. So I wrote that resignation, and instead of sending it to them, I called, to be fair, I called Bootleg, and I was like, you know, I was like, Kevin, it's funny you call him Bootleg. His name is Kevin. Right. I called Kevin, and I read it to him, and he, he was in Mexico at the time, so he was talking, and he could tell I was kind of like, in a, in a really sad space mm-hmm. But he was like Dog There's no way in the world You gonna write that And I'm gonna tell you not to post it That right. way people need to see that Right and I was mm-hmm. like cool I, I know I just need to make sure He was like yeah man Do it Hung On the phone posted, it And then I shared And shared And shared A thousand times Um the station got real embarrassed. That's why they're called The Bounce now, and they changed their call letters, because if you look up the beat, the first thing that come up was <laughs> long-time radio personality quits amid racist blah, 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 which I never said anybody was racist. I mm-hmm. never said nothing like that. Right. I didn't use that word, but... Right. Um, and I, I maintain that they're good men, but you know how easy it is when you're in that corporate culture. It was mm-hmm. like, Fred could be like, well, I, I couldn't do it because of this guy, and I couldn't do it because of that guy. Mm-hmm. They all knew what I was trying to do. Mm-hmm. All The owner, the general manager... And the program director. They all knew what I was trying to do. And if they put it on the, the program director to represent the interest of the corporation and the radio station, then that is the name of the game. That is the nature of the beast. And so I could not allow anybody to snake their way out of this. I needed to hold the station accountable and those three men represented the station. And they don't get to decide by themselves, what happens to the culture that is inherited by my children? Yeah, it just doesn't get to happen. Not without me saying anything. When I put that down, I stood by it, and I walked away. And it wasn't until after that that everybody came and says, "Whatever you were trying to do over there, I will got you, you please come do it over here?" I got I you. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's how come I'm on in. Uh, Vermont and, you know, in Oregon and yeah. California yeah, and, uh, Texas yeah. and all, all over the places. place. All yeah. over, man. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it, it ended up and then of course, you know, they, you know, you live and you learn and they uh, run a show, I think it's called Community Circle or something like that with Jackie Morales. Uh, shout out to Jackie. I love Yeah, her. shout out to Jackie. She's a sweetheart um, and she's the person with the right temperament. She's a good person with good energy um, and I feel like the world needs a little bit more of that and so her doing that show which was born out of me um, resigning in protest. Um, I think they won because they ended up having to kind of do right by the people. Right. And I think that the people won because now Civic Cipher exists. I didn't have a name for it at the time. I it wasn't. I wasn't thinking it was going to be a thing. Right. I thought I was going to do it on one station for thirty minutes in the middle of the night. Right. I had no idea. Um. And of course, I wanted to do it there, but it just—I think it just shows. Like, I did a deal with iHeart late last year, and they were like, "What you're doing over there? We need some of that." Yeah. iHeart, for those that don't know, iHeart owns half the radio stations in the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the biggest media company on earth. It so is. Like, for them to come, the vice president of iHeart reached out to me. It was like, oh, "Hey, He called my phone. This one right here. He called my phone. He's like, "Hey, man, uh, heard about the show you're doing. Mm. Actually listened to it. it's really good. You know, can we talk about this? I think we need to discuss your talents." <laughs> Man, let's let's change the world together, brother. Yeah, shout yeah, out Tony man. Coles, man. He's he's a good dude too. So.
0: And if you want to watch it too, you, it's on YouTube as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I I'm,
3: I'm don't don't clown me. I'm a radio guy, so I, I need to I, yeah. I need to do better with my <laughs> visuals. But I do make it available. the The, the point of the show is to make sure that if you wanted to hear a little bit more about the conversation or find out what it must feel like, I think that feeling each other. Um, I, I I've been told that I can convey feeling. Um, pretty well and so I try to put a lot of that in there and then instruction on how to become a better ally. I call it a black show for non-black people because there's a lot of black shows for black people Mm -hmm. Um, but in a way like I don't go and look for like you know um, Dutch programming because I'm not a Dutch person so I don't think that non-black people look for black programming because they're not black right but I have to make a black show to empower allies of black and brown people You you can't name a radio station in a country where Black people are the majority of listeners because we're the minority in the country. Yeah. So, in every city, we're less than half. So, the idea is that black people, we know our problems, you know, we live them, you know, but other people don't. So, I try to make it breathe, try to create stronger allies, and I try to give a little bit more um, feeling behind the message. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. okay, everybody saw a man die, but what does it feel like to see a man die and know that the reason that he died is because. You know, me putting it generously is like, oh, the police were afraid of him. And me being a little bit more realistic is like, the police hate him. Yeah. You know what I mean? And how does it feel to live in a world where that could potentially be a reality? A lot of people make a big deal out of black on black crime, which is silly. But if there's black on black crime, if you want to call it that, don't call it that around me. Um, there's at least a potential for accountability mm-hmm. it's not insulting it doesn't devalue your experience as a human being it doesn't mean my life is worthless but if right like a police officer crushes you to death on camera in full view of the world there's a debate as to whether or not he was wrong right you know what i mean right it's, it's a serious debate and you know it's, it's it, you know we've seen sometimes people walk free sometimes they don't you know what i mean and um the point of my show was to kind of bring a little bit of humanity into spaces where people might not consider it. They'd be like, man, I love, you know, the Migos and I love, you know, uh, Lil Baby and right. like, you know what I'm saying? Lil oh, Baby Ooh, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. all that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but then yeah. they're like, shoot, man, I guess, shoot, man, I, I didn't really know that, you know, uh, what it feels like to be on the other side of the, the verdict of, uh, you know, a Kim Potter who. You know took the life of dante right yeah saying taser 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 okay it's an accident okay so she only gets two years okay but if i kill somebody on accident they're gonna give me more right oh it's not even two years because it's only a year and a half because of whatever you know right okay so was what was his life worth right okay how does it feel to know you know my sons they don't look too dissimilar from dante my, my son is 16 so he's not too far away from 24. right you know what i'm saying how does it feel to be the parent of a child with a huge afro who walks around like that and might intimidate an officer who, you know, people are allowed to get scared. Animals are allowed to get scared. You know what I'm saying? If you feel like there's a threat, then what do you do when you're scared? You fight or you flight. Right. Right. It's a natural response. Exactly. It's not like people are inventing new ways to harm police. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or just do what they say. No, man, it's a natural impulse, especially if you are black and oppressed and you feel like, well, if I run, I might live. If I stay here, they're going to hurt me or going to kill me. You know what I'm saying? You would do the same thing, but people who aren't black don't ask themselves that question. They don't. So I try to, again, create stronger allies. People are like, yeah, man, I stand with black people, but black people need to do this. Mm, you don't know what that's like, so let me help you out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I try not to have too much anger on the show. Thank you for letting me ramble about it, man. But yeah, it's, for it's sure. It's obviously something I'm really passionate about. and I'm not going to live forever, man. Um, I, I I hope some of the ideas that I discuss do. Uh, you know, I hope, my, I hope my babies live forever, but you know what I'm saying? With the time I have, man, I'm gonna try to. I did not have fun, man. I'm gonna try to do something that matters too. Yeah, I'll I still be having fun though. So. It's I know. A,
0: it's a great show, and I know I'm in the minority in in the sense of watching, because sure. I love watching. Thank you. Um, and I like watching over listening, anyways. But even our show, we have way more listeners than we do people who Viewers. watch the, yeah, who watch sure. the show. Yeah, but. I'm just one of those rare occasions where I'm with I don't you. know what it is, man. I like to see expressions, facial yeah. expressions, even if it's pan, dead face, yeah. nothing. It helps. Like, I don't know what it is, It brings man. you in a room. Yeah. yeah. For me, it's like me sitting in, in the room with them. Sure. you know And I, know and that I do. Though. That's why I, I really wanted to shout out the YouTube channel. Yeah. Because yeah. Uh, if you are like me go check it out because yeah. it's, it's a fantastic show. Thank and if you. not, go check it on the radio if you're one of those. Yeah, you that can like check it on the radio. It. It's a podcast as well. Yeah. On, on the YouTube,
3: uh, fortunately, YouTube, I managed to get a hold of somebody there that gave me the domain. Even though I didn't have a lot of subscribers mm-hmm. or whatever, they gave me the domain, YouTube, slash Civic Cipher, C-I-V-I-C-C-I-P-H-E-R. So it's really easy to find if you want to look for it. Um, and then, yeah, all our episodes are there. Um, I Again, I don't pump the channel. It's probably the first time I ever said that out loud, but um, just... Well, I'll pump it for you, dude, because yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it, it's a great
0: channel, and I think yeah. people need to go check it out. Man. I
3: got some I got some good things in the works with I heard too, so um, hopefully we'll be able nice. to uh,
0: to to blow up
3: the the message on in, in a visual space as well. Um, may mm-hmm. may not be YouTube, it may be something more sure. traditional, te- mm-hmm. television based. But they they really like the look of the show and the the authenticity. I'm not the best speaker in the world or anything like that, but. I, I'll be saying what I feel, and I think that that's really what matters mm-hmm. yes, sir. to them. So,
0: I have so. one more question for you. Of course. And that's about your name, my Ramses Jaw, Because uh, it sounds, to me, like Egyptian. Yeah, it is. is okay, it is is, it is? is that where it's derived from? Mm-hmm. Okay, because yes. obviously Ramses is, uh, is a pharaoh. Sure, yeah. Uh, ja I'm not sure where that comes from, but I know Ra is the sun god. Yeah.
3: So My, my name means the
0: son of the god of the sun. Uh, no dude i yeah. love it i love yeah. it i i've to ask at the very top man and it yeah. kind of got, no, got no, going and, it, and yeah. i was like man i gotta ask about his name because i'm super into egyptology the Egy- oh i love egypt stuff man, man i just i get too. sucked into wormholes at least once a week it's fascinating it is Mind blowing, yeah, man. and I could talk about it for hours, which I won't go down, but yeah, I'm all uh,
3: Egyptian tatted up. But no, I yeah. know I was
0: looking, you know, I've been looking at your tattoos during yeah. the year, you know, I'll try to keep eye talk, eye contact with them. Like, I wonder if those symbols yeah, uh, they, these, mean some certain things. These symbols things, come know?
3: from the tomb of the person I was named after, so okay. Um, but yeah, my, my dad, uh, uh, shout out uh, Dr. Rudolph Wayne Taylor, um, rest in peace. Um, my dad. He was real big on names, mm-hmm. and uh, he gave me a name that I hope I live up to: the son of the God of the Sun. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah. yeah,
0: That's 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 all. I love it, man. I, <laughs> I love. That, that I, yeah, I love the name, man. And I think you know that too. Kind of uh, speaks to also your personality. You know, like you embody that Ramses jaw. You know what I'm saying? So, it's like. Sure. Thank you. Yeah, sure. it has like this. And I think, I, I bet you if they did a study on you, man, <laughs> right? Yeah. Of like your popularity, but then with your name or attached with to name it. Like what, or the name like Bruce or. Shout out Bruce St. James. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> you know, Leroy. Right. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> I, I really do. I think there's something really. Cool attached to that psychologically with a lot of people's brains. Yeah, I I know it is for me. For sure. You know, I can't speak for everybody, but I know it is for
3: me. That's uh, you know, my little boy. um, I got to pick his name, and his name is Adonaiyah, which means God is my master. And I chose that name purposefully Mm. for him. Um, I actually had to fight really hard to get him that name, as it turned out. But um, yeah, man, around around my way, my family, you know, I have three sisters named Princess, I have a brother named Raka, Wanio, um, Wayani, Jakai, uh, like these are all like really powerful names that have like mm-hmm. deep significant meanings mm-hmm. to them. And, uh, you know, Ramses is the one I ended up with and I, I, if my name wasn't Ramses, I wouldn't know who I am. I wouldn't know how to call myself. My dad told me something super weird one time, but he was like wouldn't surprise me if that's who you were in a past life. Mm. So that kind of stayed with me. My dad was like a thinker that he had like Kanye energy, but <laughs> he's was, he was a really brilliant dude. That's just um, who he was. So nice, who he is, man. I, I like right. to talk about my dad. Like he's still kind of watching over me, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, man.
1: <sighs> Ramses, thank you for coming through. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. Uh, I know, th- I know. There's like so much more. I, I literally told him before, like earlier this week, I was like, this is one of those ones like we probably got to two part it, because mm. it's probably going to be like a four hour uh, I, I easy can... work. Like, <laughs> Once it starts getting into the stories. <laughs> yeah, it's... I know I'm detailed. Nah, nah, no, no, nah, no. We love it. No, so, nah, yeah, we love, love it. it. We love it. We love it. And, bro. and uh,
0: if you wouldn't mind, I, we would love to spend the block with you. And, and I would also want, because I want to like dive in. There's so many things when you were talking about, uh. You know, overcoming certain things, and and then you said at a certain point, you know, you realized who you actually were, right? Right. Uh, I would love to dive deep into that. Yeah. I- yeah. If you would love to, you know, yeah. if you would like to come back, man, yeah, I would man. love Just, to dive yeah, deep into I mean, that. But I think that's super important for a lot of people to hear. Yeah. From I mean, talking to kids, but also talking to adults in their fifties that yeah. still have not. Reached somewhere of that mental that are still looking for themselves in some sort of way. And I find that that conversation is super important to have in especially in this day and age where people are really trying to find themselves. Yeah. And uh, I think as a society, as human beings, I think we are going through some sort of change. And I'm not sure what that looks like, but I know it's I could feel like something's happening. Yeah. You know, and I would love to talk to you. Yeah, more about yeah. If like uh, well, if if you're if awesome. you're listening
3: and you want to tune back in, I'll, I'll whet your appetite a bit. Um, just so you know, I was probably, you know, 27. I had a full fledged career. I was, I mean, just think about how amazing that is that someone's going to give you money to talk on the radio mm-hmm. in the city where you grew up, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So it's everything is you know, firing on all cylinders, and I had no purpose. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter where you are, what you're doing, how well you think you're doing. Right. When that purpose hits you, when that, that sincere, like, like, I know that I'm capable of doing and saying things, it's just, like, intent. It's, mm-hmm. like, intention, you know. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I would love to talk about that, man. If if you're listening you want to tune in, and when part two happens, you know. Yeah. Or stay yeah. on these guys and make sure that they actually deliver a part two. But I'll, no, we I'll, I'll drive oh, back out here. And for sure. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll
1: make sure it's on a day when there's no, uh, right. <laughs> no, no traffic. No, no, you got no, to wait an extra hour. Yeah, they shut uh, down the whole ten. You know what yeah, I mean? Man. I'll, it's, I'll just,
0: it's still fine. But thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, yeah. it This is an cool. amazing conversation. Let, let them know where
3: they can find you. Um, yeah. Uh, so please follow the show. It's at Civic Cipher. That's the most important uh, thing that I'm doing right now um again at civic cipher um if you are into like daily news i do a a podcast for iheart so it's not mine so the topics i'm not picking i have producers and they book guests i don't do any of that stuff but um it's called our daily story it's on the black information network Um, it's available through iheart media um and then if you want to follow me personally which i don't really post a lot and if i do it's usually my sons or you know, something mm. that I think is cool. Right. But uh, at Ramses, Jha, Ramsesja, R-A-M-S-E-S-J-A. Um, you know, say hi and, you know, we'll uh,
0: maybe have a conversation and hopefully yeah. inspire each other to do I a little bit yeah, good. good out
3: awesome. here. So. Yeah, Yeah.
0: Well. Anyways, you guys stay safe and you guys stay positive out there. And We're going to sprinkle all them links down below. Mm-hmm. And as always,
2: this is The Gray Space. Peace.
1: Peace.